How's everybody doing? We're going to continue listening to some of the Play Store audiobook previews, unboxing. This one is titled Boxing and the Mob. The Notorious History of the Sweet Science by Jeffrey Sussman, narrated by David Moran. Science by Jeffrey Sussman, narrated by David Moran's. Introduction I first learned about fixed fights when I was 13 years old. At my bar mitzvah party, which was held in the grand ballroom of the Commodore Hotel, now the Grand Hyatt Hotel, my father introduced me to one of the 250 guests. The man, in an elegant gray sharkskin suit set off with a black silk tie, was my father's uncle, a former bootlegger named Irving. I never saw him after that night. He apparently kept such a low profile that even today you can't find any information about him on the Internet. Here's what my father told me about him. During Prohibition, he made millions of dollars smuggling illegal liquor from Canada into the United States. His wife, whom he had met while smuggling booze across the border, couldn't have children. They adopted two boys. One became a successful surgeon, the other a prominent lawyer. Irv's wife died, and he married my aunt, Seal. She was a widow and had a son named Teddy, who was a little slow. Irv owned a warehouse in Harlem where he kept his trucks. After Prohibition ended, he turned the warehouse into a garage and gave it to Teddy to run. It's a big garage, maybe five stories. Teddy makes a nice living from it. During his lifetime, Irv worked closely with a New Jersey gangster named Longies Willman, who controlled the entire state. You know why he was called Longie? Because he had a big one, you know what I mean? Just kidding. Anyway... One day, Longy was found hanging by his neck from a rope in the basement of his house. He must have been dangling for quite a while because his tongue had turned black and his face was purple. No one knew if he had committed suicide or if the mob had gotten rid of him. He was a tough guy who beat a lot of raps, but he wasn't tough enough at the end. Longy's action was taken over by Willie Moretti. He was the guy who helped kickstart Frank Sinatra's career by threatening nightclub owners to hire Sinatra. Then Moretti had the chutzpah to demand kickbacks. Moretti also held a gun to a band leader's head, I think it was Tommy Dorsey, and demanded that he release Sinatra from a contract. With a gun to his head, he obliged. Just remember, never get into bed with the mob. They'll rob you coming and going. Anyway, back to Irv. During the mid-1930s, he was indicted but never tried for the murder of Dutch Schultz. Irv and the Dutchman were in a hot competition to see who would be the beer baron of northern Manhattan. The Dutchman was a psychopath, a cold-blooded killer. He wanted to kill Tom Dewey, the DA. That made the mob very nervous. Although the Dutchman had killed or bought off a lot of competitors, he lost the war. He was assassinated in some chop house in Newark. Ironically, it didn't do the mob any good because Dewey came after them and sent bushels of them to prison and maybe a dozen to the electric chair. 
but the Dutchman's death was good news for Irv and some other mobsters, for they cut up the Dutchman's action, and those who didn't go to prison thrived. Irv was a smart guy who actually paid a PR guy to keep his name out of the papers. His partners were pleased because no one except for the psychos wanted publicity. Irv wanted the world to think of him as a quiet country squire. He had a big mansion next door to Averill Harriman's place. Irv once invited me up to his estate. He had a pair of Dobermans who kept sniffing around me. They were very obedient. When he told them to stay or sit, they remained that way until he called them. My family was poor in those days. A dog was a luxury we didn't have. And being sniffed at by a pair of a... matters.org calmatters.org California COVID-19 pandemic update ending today California's statewide eviction moratorium its ban on power shutoffs and its expanded paid sick leave program, its ban on water shutoffs also originally set to end today was recently extended through December 31st. 2021. Starting today, California health care workers must be fully vaccinated or face consequences. The expiration of three key pandemic safety net programs comes a few weeks after benefits were cut off to 2.2 million of the 3 million Californians Californians receiving some form of unemployment insurance and Although protections remain, the state is rolling out $2 billion to help residents cover unpaid utility bills and $2.6 billion in rent relief. It may not be enough to keep people afloat. A recent National Equity Atlas analysis, for example, found that about 724,000 California households still owe $2.5 billion in rent.
Mitch Steiger, a legislator, advocate for the California Labor Federation. Quote, a lot of workers are going to be left with nothing. End quote. Perhaps to lessen the sting of the eviction moratorium ending, Governor Gavin Newsom on Wednesday signed into law a package of bills to connect homeless Californians with housing and behavioral health services. He also emphasized that some cities and counties are keeping local eviction bans in place and that tenants can still get help paying rent. To learn more, check out this link from Cal Matters. Manuela Tobias Meanwhile, fears of an employee exodus due to California's vaccine mandate for health care workers appear to have been mostly unfounded. Major hospital systems, including Kaiser, Sutter, Stanford, UC Davis, Medical Center and Keck Medicine say they have vaccination rates of 90% or higher. Cal Matters Christine Huang reports. But hospitals and health care facilities aren't required to routinely report staff vaccination and exemption rates to the state or to the public, making it difficult to determine how many exemptions were granted and whether certain regions or sectors of workers are lagging behind Other mandates are facing more pushback. Los Angeles County employees are facing a Friday deadline to be fully vaccinated, which union representatives are calling, quote, a scare tactic rather than a reasonable personnel policy. End quote. They are pushing for an extension, something the city of San Diego granted its workers this week, bumping the vaccination deadline from November 2nd to December 1st. The San Francisco 
police department is preparing to potentially lose hundreds of personnel ahead of an October 13th vaccination deadline and an October 15th inoculation deadline is looming for employees of LA Unified School District, 20% of whom are currently unvaccinated. The coronavirus bottom line as of Tuesday, California had 4.5 million confirmed cases plus 0.1% from previous day and 68,517 deaths plus 0.2% from previous day, according to state data. CalMatters is also tracking coronavirus hospitalizations by county. California has administered 49.2 million vaccine doses and 70.2% of eligible Californians are fully vaccinated. Plus, CalMatters is tracking the results of the Newsom Governor Newsom recall election and the top 21 bills state lawmakers sent to Newsom's desk. And this article has lots of blue links for further information. Go to Cal C-A-L matters, one word, dot O-R-G, C-A-L-M-A-T-T-E-R-S dot O-R-G. other stories that they're reporting other stories you should know number one a sluggish economy recovery California's economy will recover more slowly than expected due to the unpredictability of the Delta variant according to a quarterly report released Wednesday by the UCLA Anderson School of Management. 
despite having by far the nation's the nation's lowest coronavirus positivity rate california's unemployment rate has essentially remained stagnant for months and in august was the second highest in the country at 7.5%. The UCLA The UCLA economists predict the Golden State's unemployment rate will average 7.6% this year before improving to 5.6% in 2022 and 4.4% in 2023, still above its pre-pandemic level of 4.2%. That's a slower pace of improvement than forecasted for the national economy in part because of California's reliance on the hard-hit tourism, leisure, and hospitality industries. UCLA senior economist Leo Feller, F-E-I-E-R-F-E-U-R, Quote, being a restaurant server before was not a risky job. Now it is. And it is hard to go back to the labor force when your kid might be sent home from school and quarantined for 10 days. You need a job that's very flexible. In an apparent bid to boost both consumer and worker confidence, California is turning to stricter safety measures, but not all parts of the state are following suit. The Los Angeles City Council on Wednesday delayed until next week a vote on whether to require adults to show proof of vaccination to enter nearly any indoor establishment while the county eased vaccines and testing requirements for theme parks. Also Wednesday, Santa Cruz County lifted its indoor mask mandate and Sacramento County signaled it might soon follow suit a day after San Francisco expressed 
openness to the idea. Number two, Thurmond in hot water, superintendent of public instruction, Tony Thurmond, at a press conference at Blue Oak Elementary School in Shingle Springs on October 31st, 2019, photo by Annie Wernickoff Calmatter. It hasn't been a good week for California's statewide elected officials on Tuesday. The Sacramento Bee reported that Treasurer Fiona Ma, who is facing a sexual harassment lawsuit, from a former employee, frequently shared hotel rooms with staff. A practice she said saved the state money. And on Wednesday, Political reported that Superintendent of Public Instruction Tony Thurmond allegedly created such a hostile and toxic work environment that nearly two dozen top officials have tied have led the agency since 2019 when he took over as California's school's chief. It's the latest story raise question about how Thurman is welding the power of his office. In March, CalMatters Laurel Rosen Hall reported that Thurman had remained largely behind the scenes during the pandemic despite disruption to six million students' education. A few examples illustrating the level of turnover of the California Department of Education since Thurman took over. Nine officials have been assigned to help oversee state special schools, which leads education for deaf and blind students. Thurman has had three directors of communications and three chief deputies of public instruction. The department's number two office in less than three years. In a sign that Thurman is taking the allegations seriously ahead of next year's election, 
Q-Tanks, Nathan Click. A long time newsroom spokesman as a crisis communications consultant and a Wednesday press conference at which Thurman was scheduled to unveil, quote, a new effort to improve African-American student achievement in the state, end quote, was canceled, though the superintendent did visit a wildfire affected school to pass out face masks and gift cards. Number three, Chu, C-H-I-U, two vacate assembly seat. Assembly member David Chu speaks to the press on September 11, 2019, voted by Annie Wernickoff Calmatter. California's nonstop game of political musical chairs wrapped up on Wednesday when San Francisco Mayor London Breed appointed Assembly member David Chu as San Francisco's next city attorney. Chu is slated to take over on November 1st for Dennis Herrera, whom Breed nominated to lead the city's Public Utilities Commission after its previous director was charged by the FBI for accepting bribes. Although Chu, who represents the eastern side of San Francisco and is one of the state legislature's most progressive Democrats, hasn't yet submitted his official resignation His imminent departure has set off a flurry of activity in San Francisco with four candidates already announcing their intention to run for his assembly seat. And it will likely cause a tumult in Sacramento as Democrats angle to replace Chu as chairperson of the Housing and Community Development Committee. One of the highest profile housing posts in the state in addition to spearheading California's 20 19 cap on rent hikes and its pandemic eviction ban. Chu was one of the legislature's 
most vocal critics of the beleaguered unemployment department. In other San Francisco news, a judge took the unusual step Wednesday of blasting District Attorney Chessa Boudin for running an office marred by, quote, disorganization and constant turnover, end quote, accusing Boudin of focusing more on the, quote, national or state stage than on the unglamorous yet necessary work of public prosecution, in quote. Support Cal Matters, we are dedicated to explaining how state government impacts our lives. Your support helps us produce journalism that makes a difference. Thank you. And you can click on the blue link to support them. Cal Matters Commentary Women on corporate boards is good for business. A federal judge's recent decision to reconsider challenges to California's law requiring public companies to appoint women to their boards is bad news for investors. argues California State Controller Betty Yee, Y-E-E, C-E-Q-A, is critical to housing justice. The state needs to keep C-E-Q-A strong, not cave to developers who mischaracterize the law as a cause of California's affordable housing crisis, writes Ashley Werner of Leadership Council for Justice and Accountability. And there's more. California School Board to Newsom, Governor Newsom, protect us from abuse, San Francisco Chronicle. 
article. California's ban on all white male boardrooms is spreading. Los Angeles Times. Britney Spears' father is suspended as her conservative New York Times. California's fire chief's pension reduction could go to state Supreme Court. Sacramento Bee. Former SF San Francisco Realtors President illegally started construction on home potentially twice, city said San Francisco Chronicle. Former Oakland Building inspector fined for bribery in city's largest ever ethics investigation. Mercury News. Why ADUs have made little progress in solving. Sacramento's housing crisis, Sacramento Bee, new high-rise will house homeless people on city's skid row, Los Angeles Times, a design history of Los Angeles Dingback Apartment Buildings, Bloomberg, haven't heard that word in a long time, <laughs> Dingback, okay, fate of Berkeley's historic but crime-riddled People's Park goes to UC Regents. San Francisco Chronicle. Oakland council member who's called for more police resources is first to enter mayor's race. San Francisco Chronicle. Inside the San Francisco Bay Area's pandemic murder surge. Quote, no one knows this pain but us. End quote. The Guardian. In the Antelope Valley Sheriff's deputy settle schoolyard dispute. Black teens Bear the brunt. L A I S T 
YouTube list. These are links that you can click for more on these stories. Animal rights activists protest outside Gavin Newsom's Fair Oaks home. Sacramento Bee. As animal hospitals struggle with vet shortages, pet owners worry about access to care. San Francisco Chronicle. Lake Tahoe sequoias survived wildfires thanks to forest thinning, but much more is needed, researchers say. Wall Street Journal. Oh, if you see some of those sequoias, just take a look at them. You can barely see the top of some of them. You can barely see around the sides of some of them. It's their size is just massive. I'm glad they're surviving. Southern Sierra wildfires wiping out giant sequoia trees for second year in a row. San Francisco Chronicle. Wow, that's hard to imagine. Those, I guess if they burn long enough at the roots, they're no longer, the roots are no longer strong enough to hold the massive trunk and it will come down, but that's not something anybody would wish to happen. They're just too beautiful and too huge there oh nothing can compare to seeing those trees oh wow okay continuing there's more fourth graders can get a free annual pass to visit California parks abc10.com Bay Area Teens Idea lost a science fair, but now it's saving babies' lives. Oh, yeah, if you'll click on Mercury News, they saved the last, the best for last. Let's see what happened. Oh, yeah, I think I read this story before. Bay Area Teens Idea Lost a Science Fair, but now it's saving babies' lives. Presentation High Senior Nishi Zaria started a nonprofit to distribute her infant incubators to poor communities 
in India by Sal Pizarro Pizarro at Bay Area News Group dot com published September twenty eighth, twenty twenty one, updated the twenty ninth. When presentation high school senior Nishi Varia was thirteen, she entered her middle school science fair with an idea inspired by her already emerging interest in medicine. She made a portable incubator for premature babies, premature babies, and set out to discover which warming source would maintain the proper temperature the longest. Her experiment didn't wow the judges, apparently, and she didn't win. The story could have ended there, but a few years later, Nishi's cousin was born prematurely in India. While her baby cousin's family had the resources to ensure a healthy outcome, Nishi knew from the two years her family lived in Bangalore that wasn't the case for everyone. Quote, I would witness the poverty and saw that many people didn't have access to such things. Everyone deserves to have equal health care, said Nishi, who lives in Milpitas, California. Close quote. So, she spent the pandemic year redesigning her idea and launching a non-profit impact incubators inc to manufacture and distribute them free of charge to community clinics in india bravo 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 There's more. If you can get the sound up, there's more.
Resuscitation. Even toilet paper. But what about someone to fix your toilet? Thumbtack's the app that finds you people fast. See prices, reviews, and chat with local pros right in the app. Download Thumbtack today. I'm finally the king of my own castle. Well, ads. There was a Thumbtack app. Something to do with toilet paper supplies. It's 2020. Well, it stops all by itself. Well, at least we know about the, the young lady inventor Nishi D H A R I A Varia. And Nishi is N I S H I. Here's a picture of the incubator online at mercurynews.com. Oh, she did a fabulous job. It has pockets on the side for the baby supplies. A big pocket for diapers, a blanket, different size pockets. The infant incubator created by Presentation High School student Nishi Daria is about the size of a carry-on suitcase and includes pouches for paraffin wax that keeps the baby warm. Wow. Oh, my. Oh, my. How about that? There's more to her article. The collapsible incubators fold out about the size of a carry-on suitcase inside is essentially a tiny sleeping bag with pouches containing heated paraffin wax. That was what Nishi learned in her science fair project that are placed over the baby's stomach and back. The wax holds the right temperature between 32 and 35 degrees Celsius for about four hours. After that, the pouch can be reheated in a few minutes in boiling water, a convenience for communities that lack electricity. There's also mosquito, mosquito netting to cover the top. Engineers and doctors tested the design of the first 25 sets that were created in Bangalore. Quote, it was a very positive feedback and it was very useful. One doctor said it 
actually saved the life of an infant. End quote. She said, Each incubator costs about $50 to manufacture, and Mishi has had 150 made and distributed 125 of them. She raised money through a virtual concert and also designed a clothing line that she sells on Etsy. You can find out a lot more about the project and her fundraising efforts on her website, impactincubators.com. That's www.impactincubators.com. All one word, no spaces. Impactincubators.com. There's more to her story. Of course, she's doing all this while wrapping up her senior year at Presentation High and working to get into college with her eyes still on a career in medicine, quote, medical school is a lot of work, and I've always questioned if I could do it, but I really want to help people, she said, close quote. She's already got quite a head start on that front. The VMC Foundation honored Carl Gardino for his service in support of Santa Clara County health care workers during the COVID-19 pandemic. Gardino raised more than $7 million in his last few months as CEO of the Silicon Valley Leadership Group to help the VMC Foundation buy ventilators, testing equipment, and protective gear for frontline workers. And when he joined Bloom Energy as an executive, Vice President, he raised money to purchase Santa Clara's, Santa Clara County's, quote, Batmobile, end quote, and launched the Stars and Strides Run to benefit the foundation in August. He didn't stop there either using Saturday night's 
event to announce a $125,000 gift from a collection of businesses, health care providers, and academic institutions to support EMC's forthcoming vaccination program for kids. High-tech exec Godfrey Sullivan managed to one-up Gardena, though, with a matching gift in the same amount. The most touching moment, though, may have been a video message from longtime EMC Foundation Executive Director Chris Wilder, W-I-L-D-E-R, who suffered a major stroke in March. He wore a tuxedo t-shirt in the video and asked the audience, quote, what do you guys think of my tux? End quote. It's good to hear Wilder hasn't lost his sense of humor or style. There's no end to this story. California launches new policy for cars used uh, less than 49 miles a day. I think that's, uh, um, what do you call those? Clip baits to get you to buy insurance auto insurance maybe okay we're almost out of time and I thank you for listening and supporting the podcast Anchor is coming up with new ideas they're sending me emails about new ideas so we'll see what the future holds. I haven't been a a proponent or advocate of adding uh, sponsorships or subscriptions or anything because of the fact that most most of us are reeling from the days even before the pandemic and now who knows when we will have an opportunity to maybe recover but we have to be optimistic so We'll see what's new in the 
future for our podcast. Take care. Stay healthy.